Alohomora. Welcome to a brand new podcast called Potter World, where I am introducing my muggle husband to the wizarding world of Harry Potter. He's not a Harry Potter fan. Um, if anything, I am a huge Harry Potter fan. And he's only ever seen clips of the movies. We are re-watching the movies. Not true. Currently. <laughs> yes, that is true. False. Okay. He remembers... Everything no. about the movie. No. <laughs> um, so now he's reading the books. He came up to me yesterday, actually, and was like, you know what? I'm going to read Harry Potter. And I, of course, was all for it. So... Yeah, I am Tanahala, and I'm Alex, and we are Potter World. Um, okay, so can you tell me exactly what prompted you to start reading the books? Honestly, I don't know. I've always heard it's a good book, but I never really want to get into it because there are so many of them, and they're in English, which is not my native language. It has a lot to do with a lot of things, okay? okay? A lot of difficult vocabularies. You obviously feel strongly about that. Yes. So, I can't really tell you. Okay. Maybe because I just wanted to read something. Okay. And not watch TV all day. That's, that's a good thing, you know. Books really do bring you into the world. And I am very happy that you're reading the books because now you can finally understand what I mean when I say certain things are in the books and not in the movies and vice versa. So, do you have anything to add before we jump into questions and chapter? Disclaimer, recaps? I'm not a hater. I'm very objective. Very objective. I'm not crazy loving Harry Potter or crazily hating Harry Potter. I'm in the middle. I'm very objective, and this is our journey to me reading into Harry Potter world. And I'm super excited because I obviously am a huge fan. I don't even know how this, I mean, the end of the video is going to turn out because who knows, maybe by the end of what, are there eight books? There are eight books. Maybe I'll be a huge Harry Potter fan, or I don't know. Well, no, there's we'll seven see. books, seven books, but eight if you can't Fantastic Beasts. Okay, we are going to recap chapters one and two of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So, tell me your first impression on the book in general. Well, I would say, well, this is the copy that we have on hand right now. Um, I would say it's actually a lot easier to read than I expected. I expect a lot of hard, difficult words, or should I say words, mm -hmm. and it's very colloquial. It's written exactly how you would talk, so it's a lot easier to read than I expected. Mm -hmm. It's a fun read, definitely. I think a middle schooler can read it probably just fine, mm -hmm. and so far, it's not bad. That's good. You know, as the series goes on, the thicker the books get mm -hmm. and the more difficult the vocabulary can become. But she does keep it to where it's it's like as if you somebody were explaining the wizarding world to you. Disclaimer, I do not support J.K. Rowling because of her many um, beliefs. And we actually will talk about some of that in today's podcast episode. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put it in a disclaimer. I do not support J.K. Rowling. Harry Potter was written by Daniel Ratcliffe, for all I care. 
Okay. So you were talking about, um, when you were reading this, you were talking to me about how the Dursleys have more character in the books versus the movies. Can For you sure. elaborate on that? Um, as a first-time reader, this is actually my very first time getting into Harry Potter books. I mean, I've watched the movies I don't know how many times now. In the beginning, it was just very short introduction, and I feel like the book actually did a better job introducing the Dursley family versus just, boom, here's a random family, there you go. <laughs> it actually boom, goes here's a random into family. background and talk about how before Harry was even introduced to the family, um, there was some odd stuff going around. I don't know where they are. Definitely not London. They're, they're not in London. No, because they travel to London. That's what I thought. Yeah. They're talking about how there's random owls flying during daytime, and then there's shooting stars, and how there's people wearing cloaks around the country. Oh, come on. You act like if you saw someone walking around in a cloak, you wouldn't act all, all like, no. oh, that's totally normal. No, I wouldn't act totally like that. But no, no, no. I just I'm think, just joking. I just think the movies just didn't did not depict any of that, which is strange. So you're telling me it's not normal to walk around in a Harry Potter robe? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, As I, I'm, for the listeners, I'm sitting here um, in a Harry Potter robe. I have my headband on. I'm wearing Gryffindor pajamas. So that's why it's funny. Um, yeah, continue. I just thought the movie maybe should have at least asked some scene of, the book into the movie so that we know the background a little bit more so we see the abnormal sky we see people wearing cloaks around talking about harry mm -hmm. we see the reaction of uncle vernon from the day that he get to work to he get off and just the conversation he has instead of just hey here's a baby boom and then they just left it at the porch so i think the book did a really good job on that and i think the movie should have pictured that I absolutely agree. I feel like um, if you would, if they would have shown how much hatred the Dursleys have to being weird, or what even they consider weird, because I believe that there's no such thing as normal. I feel like normal is whatever you want it to be. Um, like there's no such thing as normal. Normal can be different to everybody. Um, like your normal is sitting in an office um, working. My normal is running around all day. Um, it's everybody's definition of normal is different, but I wish that they would have shown in the movies how much hatred they have to anything that was not their definition of normal. Well, also as an objective person, I would say it's not that they really hate abnormal things. I think most people don't like abnormal things or at least not fond of abnormal things. Just think about how weird it would be if all of a sudden, a bunch of people wearing cloaks to show up and then talk about this kid that might have been your what nephew nephew yeah nephew and shooting stars across the sky and just abnormal things i think what the dursley family reacted is how a normal family would have reacted here's my thought normalize wearing cloaks around I'm not uh, playing any bias on that. <laughs> Still disclaimer, I'm talking as an objective person who's reading the book and not obsessed with Harry Potter before this. <laughs> um, 
It's an obsession that doesn't hurt anybody. I know. I'm not saying it's wrong. Maybe your bank account. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, yeah, the Dursleys have an obsession with, like, things that are not normal. That's why later on in the series, um, spoiler alert, you'll find out that Petunia was very jealous of um, her sister, Lily, for being a wizard or a witch. And that goes with some of her hatred of the quote-unquote abnormal. Now, what was your first impression of the description of the Dursleys? Like, physical appearance. Because I know that you told me... Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. Mm -hmm. A lot of cases how she would describe them as fat, but and then very fat, and just use different type of words to describe how big they are. And I thought that was different. Yeah, she is. That's, this is another reason we don't really support the fat phobia. Um, well, I don't really think it's fat phobia. I think just a cultural difference. I don't think it's different for them to say fat in the book. But it's 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 fat phobia because every time that she describes somebody being fat, quote unquote fat, it's in a negative way. So that's where the fat phobia comes in because she describes it in negative terms. I feel like. Hagrid. Yeah. Too big to be allowed. Too big to be allowed. It's like, okay, that's a little fat phobic. Well, she also wrote this book, what, like 30 years it, ago? It, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. All right, what were your first impressions on Dumbledore, Minerva McGonagall, and Rubius Hagrid? I think that's where the movies and the book align pretty well. I think the book basically drew out a good introduction of the different personalities of the main characters. I definitely like how they wrote Dumbledore as this very smart, has a guy who has a lot of forward vision. Because I remember in the book his saying how, um, imagine a kid who got famous in the whole world, everybody talking about what he did, but mm-hmm. he's too young to remember what he did and how big his head would be yeah. if he grew up in all that fame and popularity. I do I agree there. I think that's very smart of him. I do agree there. I feel like Dumbledore definitely had the right idea there, but, you know... Dumbledore is not a great wizard that they constantly describe him as, in my opinion. Uh, But yeah, okay, what about McGonagall and Hagrid? I don't know. They don't really strike too much impression to me. No? No, not really. No. For me, when I first um, met McGonagall in the books, I was like, wow, okay. So she's very observant. She's been watching these people. Or she's very stocky. Yes. In a, okay. <laughs> if you want to describe it as stalking, yeah, she stalked them, but for a good reason. I know, I know, I know. You can't be like, oh, hey, police officer, I just stalked this person, but I had a good reason. No, like, yes, it was stalking, but she was doing it to protect Harry in the long run, even though it didn't really matter. <laughs> and then Hagrid immediately seemed like a big sweetheart just from the beginning oh but i do remember after i read it how on there's this one scene where dumbledore says i wish people stopped calling 
him you know who that's one thing that bothers me so much as i first got into harry potter because everybody keeps saying oh you know who you know who well it's just very annoying to me because throughout what eight movies seven movies they keep using the term you know who you're saying three words versus one to tell the same thing if voldemort the word is what enchanted then i'm pretty sure he's if he's if voldemort is even smart enough if i were voldemort I would intend that you know who too. So everybody who said you know who will be cursed. Well, it doesn't work like that, does it? So it doesn't really matter if they say the name Voldemort or not. Most of them won't even get impacted by them anyway. Actually, and That's this just is why where, and this is where I bring in the facts as a long-term, lifelong or biased. No, lifelong Harry Potter fan. I have done my research. So there are these things called taboos and these are words that are marked and whoever says them is like traced so anytime Voldemort's name gets brought up he'll know about it and be able to trace the people that have said his name and track them down that's why they use the word you know who I mean I get the point of it I'm just saying or it's he who shall not be named they call him different things like he he who shall not be named um, so that they can't track them, because that's the type of magic that they put on his name. So that's it why. And then, like and like even after, and then even after he had died, he um, people were so fearful of his name from before. It was like drilled into their head, and then their family's head. You know, the kids that weren't even old enough to remember him. Like it was just in the family to know that you do not say his name just out of like fear that's how big of an impact his name had on people but i do agree with harry you know don't be afraid to say his name harry was never afraid of voldemort ever maybe he's the only one who has logic okay 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 so you wouldn't be afraid of some evil wizard tracking you down if everybody say the word Voldemort in the wizarding world, he can't kill all of them. Think about that. He will be too busy tracing everybody. No. Just <laughs> and also, just from me watching the Harry Potter series movies so many times. No. Even in hold Battle on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So many times. You mean the clips, the small sure, little the clips, clips you've but seen. the important clips. Even in the Battle of Hogwarts, in the very end, it still didn't look like too many wizards died. Am I wrong? That's with the help of a lot of Death Eaters. And see, this, and is, where, this is where he's a Ravenclaw. He's a Ravenclaw. I'm not. So I refuse to believe that because I think there's a little bit of everything yes, in all of us. No, but ye- yes, there's a little bit of everything in all of us, but if you're Ravenclaw, you have more Ravenclaw qualities. Like your Ravenclaw qualities are heightened. Pottermore test doesn't define who I am. Alex. Well, listen here. Um, you're a Ravenclaw, and that sentence alone just proves that you're a Ravenclaw. People in the YouTube comments, please tell me that you agree with me. And people on the podcast, like, leave a voice note on what you think about the houses and if a little, if a Pottermore quiz can define you. Um, nope. The sorting, I mean, the sorting hat does take your choice into account. That's why you keep getting Gryffindor. You get he he's gotten 
50% Gryffindor, 50% Ravenclaw. He's taken the test like, what, eight times? Which is another Ravenclaw quality that he has, is he had to take the test so many times just to prove that he wasn't a Gryffindor. But he keeps getting Gryffindor and Ravenclaw pretty evenly, so he's kind of a hat toss. He would rather choose Ravenclaw over Gryffindor. I also have this deep belief that everyone is a Gryffindor by default. No. All the no. tests you get online, no matter what you pick, in the end you come out as a Gryffindor. All right, guys. And we did you're a gonna, test on this too. We're going to prove him wrong. You're going to comment what house you got on your Pottermore quiz if you've taken it. If not, go take it, comment, leave us a voice note, tell us who you are and what your house is. Um, just to prove him wrong. Because he's a Ravenclaw and that was such a Ravenclaw sentence. But... If you mean Ravenclaw is the only one that has a brain to think about stuff, sure. No. That is such a Ravenclaw thing to say. Because it's like the same thing oh as I tell goodness, you. Don't guys. say the word sugar or you're going to get killed. And you know what? Most people might just believe it. No, but okay, okay. Listen. All right, anyway, we're getting too far no, no, no. off track. Yes, we are getting too far off track. So I was just about to bring it back. So that's a Ravenclaw thing for you to say that, you know, not too many people were killed. It's kind of a little slytherin too, for you to say not too many people were killed in the Battle of Hogwarts. Because a single life lost is too many lost, in my opinion. That's just okay. that. But I'm also a little Fred Weasley biased. So take that as you will. Okay. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Um, so... How do you feel about Daniel Radcliffe as how do you feel about the cast in general? Like, did you do you feel like they cast people quite well based on the descriptions? Yes. Can you elaborate on why? I think especially the cast for Harry, that's exactly what I would picture. Maybe someone who's even skinnier. Someone who looked more malnourished. Harry still looked pretty well nourished even in the movie. So if, if anything, that's the only thing I would change. But I would say for Hagrid and Dumbledore and McGonagall, they, they did really well on the casting. I think so too. Now, do you like, uh, in the movies, do you like the original Dumbledore or the new Dumbledore better based on your description from the book that you just read? They look about the same to me. They look about the same? Yeah. So it didn't really matter? No, they're okay. about the same. Um, if anything, actually... Dumbledore's in movies are a little bit bigger than um, the book. The books are just very tall and thin. Yeah. But I think in the movie, they're still somewhat like a normal size versus thin. Like tall and thin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. But, I mean, the act, it was pretty close. It was yeah, pretty it was close. close. It was pretty close. Okay, so this one we might talk about for quite a while okay. because you mentioned... That you, he has this theory that the wizarding world does not exist and Harry is just crazy. Go. Oh, 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 oh. I don't well, like it. <laughs> it's just me reading the first two chapters. And there's a lot of hints on why the whole book series might have just been a fantasy. Well, it is a fantasy, but an unrealistic thing that Harry just thought of in his head. Because I remember there's a couple couple areas that can tell pretty easily the first thing is in the zoo harry was just what talking to the snake what is that thing called parcel tongue mm -hmm. 
Hey, good memory. It could have been a coincidence that the snake just wagged its tail and then like just accidentally point the thing to, um, to the plate that says it's from Brazil. Don't you think it's a little too coincidental though? Also, Harry didn't ask him a very deep question like, "What's the beginning of the universe?" Like, it's asking, "Oh, where are you from?" Like most people will ask when you first get to know someone, right? So it's a very basic. Well, because question. the snake wasn't talking, so it was a yes or no question. Because the snake what was moving its head. What other motion have yes you no. ever seen a snake do other than just doing that? No, but it's different between like this motion where I'm, I'm like making my head into like an S kind of thing versus like shaking your head yes or directly shaking your head no. It's a completely different motion. Well, it could have been And it was answering it. its questions, his questions and pointing at the plate. That he also didn't ask him enough questions for, for him to really know if they can talk to each other. Mm -hmm. He just says, you, I bet you got this all day or something like that. And then the snake nods its head. Well, it might have been just like checking Harry out like You that. don't think that's too coinc like coincidental nope. for him to just be crazy? Like No, I think it's very likely that How do you explain the crazy. glass vanishing then if he's just crazy? No, I'm saying like that part might have been different, but I'm saying that aside, mm -hmm. but just talking to the snake itself, mm -hmm. it already shows Harry have some issues in the head. Why would you talk to a snake to begin with? <laughs> like just You don't why? talk to snakes, Alex? Do you? <laughs> no. Exactly. Because we're normal. <laughs> I run from snakes. I do not talk to them. Also, the book says Harry has no friends or anything. So it's actually not that abnormal for him to talk to snakes and think of things that's not really there. Like, he, you know, he's like a kid that's seeing things that isn't there. Kind of like a guy trying to go after a girl and he's seeing the signs that isn't there. That's kind of how I see it. <laughs> It's like a crazy person who just wants to see something in something mm -hmm. that's not there. Right. But he's had weird things happen, like the vanishing glass, um, his hair growing and cutting constantly. Well, it's, it's also a book, so of course it's going to the wizarding world. I'm just yes. saying, aside oh, from that, it, it yes. just looks like he's a kid. Yeah, it's just a book. So Alex here, he mostly only reads like very informational type of books. His last few books that he's been reading have been about border collies. We have a border collie named Jojo and Come here Jojo. Come here Jojo. <laughs> and if you're Come on here. our YouTube you might be able to see Come her. On. Let's Come see if she Come here. But he mostly reads about border collies and stuff like that. So this book is actually one of the first fiction fictional books that wasn't about a dog. Here um, you go. This is Jojo. This is Jojo. If you're on our YouTube um you may see her. <laughs> She's two now. She's two years old. And basically, he reads a lot of books about border collies, informational books about dogs, um, and stuff like that. So this is the first fictional book that's not about a dog that, like, he's actually been into. So tell us, like, how do you feel about Harry Potter being your first, like, fictional book? I would say I understand why people would enjoy fictional books over, like you said, informational books. Mm -hmm. Because for books like this, it's very colloquial. It doesn't take a lot to read. It's almost like watching a TV show. Mm -hmm. You can just read exactly how things are, and you won't have to think too deep into it. But if you read like a biography or like read something more academic or something just more like someone's what biography, or yeah. like news events or like comments on politics or things like that that takes a lot more 
understanding of the world and the understanding of the society to understand. You don't feel like you want to learn more about this world? And no, I mean, it is definitely interesting. I'm just, but I'm just saying it's very easy read. Like, gotcha. I get why people who like to read it, but I also mm-hmm. get why people only like to read fictions because it doesn't take much yeah. thinking to get into the world. And for a children's book, do you feel like this is like a good first read for people who aren't really into fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What did you think about Dudley and the Dursleys? Like, what is your impression on them as family members to Mm, Harry? Okay. I would say, despite a lot of people hating on them, I actually think they did a decent job raising a person up from what from a baby keeping a kid in a cupboard completely using him as a servant treating him like nothing other than garbage but just think about it this way it's better than nothing he they don't have the obligation to raise him you know what what he bent Dumbledore didn't give them child support every month it's still neglect and for fully grown adults to treat a child I'm like not saying that. they treat him well. I'm just saying at least they raised him. You know, you and Aunt Marge would get along quite well. You and the Dursleys. Too. Um, I'm, ju- I'm not saying like he sh- need to be like, I don't know, like hating them or anything, but at least he grew up. He could have been dead. Voldemort could have come after him again and again and again for what, 11 years? Or somebody could turn that hairy kid into a gangster and growing up like stabbing people in the dark alley in London. Nobody knows that. He could be addicted to drugs growing up. He could do a lot of things, getting girls pregnant or something, but he did not get into any of that. He grew up decent young man. I, I think mean, that I think I'm not saying they're great, the Dursley family. I'm saying at least they did what The absolute bare minimum. Like little bit less okay. than the bare minimum. Sure, they did a bare know. minimum maybe, but I'm saying if it weren't for them, where would Harry Potter go? Where would he go? He doesn't have any family. They don't have to take him in. Would you ha- Would you rather take someone in just for the fun of it and for all that years? You know how hard is it to raise a kid? I'm no. not saying they're a saint or anything. I'm just saying people shouldn't hate them as much as they do. Like there's different... Per- perspectives of life that we need to I I will say this I will say this they could have turned him away they could have put him into a fire station Mm -hmm. or an orphanage exactly but 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 but. they did not treat him well growing up there was no reason for fully grown adults to treat him the way they did and later on you'll find out why they kept him and took care of them and I, I will say I do respect them for their decision but honestly, I feel like Harry deserved so much better. Like he I, deserved a room with a window, <laughs> at least. Dudley did not need two bedrooms. That's why I'm not saying they're great people. I'm just saying at least they did something that other people wouldn't. If Dumbledore really wanted, he could have taken Harry in. Would you be okay growing up like that? Versus that depends on what I have to live in comparison to how the Dursley raised me. I'm just saying at least I will be grateful mm-hmm. if at least I'm under some sort of roof or stairs. He was in a way. 
Um, but he's also a kid. And I feel like, honestly, I really hate... You'll find out in the third book. I really hate what happened with Sirius. And I wish that Harry could have been raised by Sirius. That would have been an amazing thing. I love going on Tumblr and scrolling through and seeing all of the like drawings that people have made of Harry being taken care of by Sirius, getting dropped off at, Ho at the Hogwarts Express the first time. I just, I love all of those. So if you ever see any of them, please tag me because I absolutely love that versus the Dursleys. I do not like the Dursleys whatsoever. The relationship was toxic and neglectful um, as parents and as cousins. There was no reason that they should egg on bullying. Um, like with Dudley and his friends in the book at the zoo, they were bullying Harry. And yeah, it just, it shouldn't have been that way at all. Okay. Um, so now that we've talked about the first two chapters, let's ask some questions to get to know us um, so that you guys, our listeners and our viewers, can get to know the two people um, that you're listening to. I am Tanahala. I grew up in Florida. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan um, from a really young age. You can ask my grandparents. I was making them pretend to be Moaning Myrtle and Hagrid because my grandfather looks like Hagrid and I don't know why I made my grandmother play Moaning Myrtle every time I went to a truck stop because they're truck drivers. Um, but yeah, it's been a lifetime thing for me and I'm a, my favorite character is Fred Weasley. Um, I like him because he's a little bit like rebellious in a way, like he likes to pull pranks and he's confident and he just seems like an overall fun person. And I believe in the theory that Fred and George are, it's not even a theory, it's a fact, that they are two very powerful wizards. Um, maybe I'll go into that later in another episode as a talking point. Um, but I believe that they're very strong. And my favorite movie would probably be either Goblet of Fire, because I really like competition, or Order of the Phoenix. Um, I bet and my the author favorite, even, didn't even think this. And my part favorite, into it. Alex. I'm just saying. <laughs> and my favorite book is. I would. Oh, that's a tough one. It would probably have to be Goblet of Fire. Um, and I'm a Gryffindor. Through and through. Everyone is. I, no, not everybody is a Gryffindor. You got tested, Ravenclaw. Cheyenne, my best friend, um, who we will have on the podcast later. She is a Slytherin. And my other friend, Megan, my best friend, Megan, uh, is a Hufflepuff. So Do you ever see different houses hang out with each <laughs> other in Hogwarts in a movie? Yes, you do. Rarely. They don't even live together. You know why they don't live together? Because, because they're... Also, I have this theory that Hogwarts is in I'm its way... I'm pinching my nose right now. ...is in its way segregating all its students. Just because somebody is supposed a little bit more like Alex. mischievous like a little evil like slytherin so they're grouping all of them together what does that sound like to you all right anyways no okay no also there's I, one I, thing that i do notice is that after they split them into different houses there's no tailored curriculum to fit their development they're still all attending the same house but I mean, same, same classes. classes, yes, but and people are with 
other people who are most like them and will become family. So you're saying and people friends. who aren't in no, the same house no, aren't likely to no, be friends? No, no, because Luna Lovegood was not a Gryffindor. Cho Chang was not a Gryffindor. Cedric Diggory was not a Gryffindor. One out of what? How many characters did I just list, guys? Exactly. One from but each house. No. Draco Malfoy, Crab, Goyle. They weren't friends. They were enemies. But anyways. Oh, also, Alec, I, I found something now, funny in chapter what? one. What? Remember how um, Hagrid was talking a little bit loudly or something? And then um, McGonagall was telling him, don't be so loud. Yeah. That, to me, was just ridiculous. Dumbledore really took out all the lights on the street, right? Mm-hmm. Here's his ana- analytical Ravenclaw brain and going. And she just think Hagrid speaking English would be too loud, too abnormal at that time of the day. Sure, it's abnormal to be loud at like 2, 3 a.m. I don't know what time that was when they met up. But isn't it more abnormal for us to come out during daytime, for shootings are to happen all over the place, and people wearing cloaks all over and that's not weird. And then what she's worried about is Hagrid talking a little loud. Come on. That's just insane. Okay, you may have a point there. But also, they were trying to drop Harry off discreetly. And, you know, he came in in a flying motorcycle. Yeah, and that wasn't weird either. I'm no, sure that's what I'm saying louder. is they didn't want to draw attention to that. So they've... To ask a flying motorcycle to come to not draw attention. They didn't ask him to drive the motorcycle. They just... Because in the book and in the movie, they say that Sirius, young Sirius Black, let him use the motorcycle. So, like, they didn't know that he was coming in. But they when once they found out, they didn't want to draw attention to that. Have you ever thought about that? Anyways, this is Alex. He's a Ravenclaw. I don't um, know. I feel like everyone's a little bit of something. Just depends on the time. You're a raven, but you're a Ravenclaw. He's a Ravenclaw, and tell us who do you? F- based on he hasn't read all of the books and he's seen parts of the movies. All who of do you, them. Parts. All of the movies. No parts. Um. Who do you think your favorite character would be? So far. Yeah. Well, well, three chapters in, my well, favorite characters. Yeah, well, you could do, yeah, you could do that. You could say so far, and then who you think it is based on the movies that you've seen. Well, see, this is where I have to draw the line, because I'm going to write three chapters. He's I drawing a line. I can't just say okay, I like which well, characters more. But do you, who do you feel in. like you'll like out of the movies you've seen? Who do you feel like you'll like most? The movies aren't accurate. But how do you, who do you feel? (laughs) Alex, just answer the question. It's never that simple. Yes, it is. It can't, this is why he's a Ravenclaw. Guys, this is, this is why he's a Ravenclaw, guys. This is why. Listen, who do you feel like will be your favorite character? So far, I think I really like Dumbledore. Why? As I mentioned earlier, he said, just imagine how big Harry's head would be if he grew up, everyone talking about his name, what he did, mm-hmm. and just be famous before you even know what happened. Yeah, so you feel like he's... He has that vision that most people nowadays don't. Like, they just think about, oh, that would be so cool if I grew up to be popular or whatever, but they don't have the vision of what happens 10 years, 15 years, and how that decision 
how anyone's decision can impact some other people's whole life. I respect him for that. So you feel like he's pretty logical in the way he thinks? Mm-hmm. Ravenclaw, guys. Ravenclaw. <laughs> nothing wrong with being extra cautious. No, there's nothing wrong with being a Ravenclaw. Um, I, how do you feel about the theory of Dumbledore being a Slytherin? I don't care. Because I think everyone is a little bit of everything, just at different times. Yes, yes, yes. But different things everybody, are. that's what I keep telling you is, yes, everybody is a little bit of everything. It's just the qualities that stand out most. That's why I said depending on the time. It doesn't depend on the time. Yes, it also depends no. on circumstances. So, since you say you've seen all the movies, which one's your favorite? The last one. That we finally see the battle. Of the Deathly Hallows Part 2? Probably. That they took six or seven movies to build up so that only five people died? Um, Maybe six. Alex, more than... Honey. Less than ten. This is where I'm saying you sound very evil. I'm just saying with all the Death Eaters' help. Listen, 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 baby. Okay, so... One life is a loss. It's a major loss. So don't sit there and say... So you would take that one life over ten... One loss over ten loss then. If that's the case. One is too many. One life... One life lost is too many lost. Like, nobody... So would you rather lose ten or one? One. But so in no, that no, no, case, no. why would the Harry just die and then, like, you, you know, saying? save everyone else? No, that was... that. This is what I mean. I, he hasn't watched the movies. I did. Because I because know that supposedly Dumbledore raised Harry so that he can die to help save everyone else. Yes, which is okay. logical. Okay, okay. But you think that if Harry died, Dumb- Voldemort would just stop? I don't know if he stops or not. I know that the movie would have <laughs> ended like seven movies ago. No, because it would just be him ruling and being evil again. Well, he needs people to rule. So those pure-blood wizards and the dead eaters will still be around. That's what I'm saying is he would still be evil. How if, many people are actually Listen, if he just killed Harry in the beginning, and there the would... book st- in, like, page three. There would still be the evil. There's evil going to be everywhere. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, if... What do you... Think, think logically. I am. If Harry died... Okay, if Harry Potter was killed by Voldemort in the beginning. So if Harry died in the beginning, uh-huh. Voldemort would still be very much evil and killing. So many people still would have died, but like 10 times more. Okay, let's just Don't you I'm just saying, what exactly did Harry even help in Battle of Hogwarts? With or without him? Those he people was, are still going to get killed. He was a horcrux. And yes, those people may have still been killed, but they would have been ten times more. Voldemort was killing people. Like, so when Harry, he, before but, Harry. So Harry saved a ton. Well, not just Harry. Like, Harry's not the big hero in all of this. Mm-hmm. Everybody who fought in the battle was. Like, Fred, he gave his life for this. Mm-hmm. Like... Lavender Brown gave her life for this. Like, it's... That's why I feel like the movie series and the book series should be called the Hogwarts story, not Harry Potter. 
Okay, well, that's him. just getting like pinpointing, but yes. No, I'm just being deep here. <laughs> okay, okay. Good point, good point. They're making a hero out of this one wizard. Meanwhile, it's not even his show. It's a whole off Hogwarts effort, right? It is a whole off exactly. Hogwarts effort. Yes, I do believe that like Harry should not be seen as the big hero because a lot of people put themselves through that, and that's why like later on Ron will tell him that like listen this isn't for you like we're not doing this for you we're doing this for everybody like for our families for our loved ones our friends our families everybody we're doing this for everybody not just you because Harry got to that point where he was just like I'm not gonna have everybody dying for me and everybody told him like but we'll get into that later when that actually happens um, because this podcast will probably be run for a really long time, and I'm super excited. Um, yeah, but it's not just all about Harry, and we find that out later. I mean, you should know that already going in, but... what? Okay, so you like the last movie. Um, we are annual pass holders at The Wizarding World and go quite frequently. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> He's sipping his uh, water. Um, what is your favorite wizarding treat that you've tried? None of them, to be honest. Out of the ones you've tried, let me just one did you make like something clear. In the ice cream shop, no matter what flavor you pick, it winded up tasting the same. No, 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 no. Okay, so if you get the so in the ice cream shop at Florian Fortescue's, you get the ones that aren't the soft serve because if you get the butterbeer ice cream it tastes like vanilla if you get the pistachio it tastes like vanilla because um, but if you get the swirly one they taste like vanilla but if you get the ones out of the tubs in front like i had the english uh toffee and chocolate before and okay so no so when you get the soft serve it's gonna be vanilla flavored but if you get the ones out of the tub it's not like it tastes like things but what do you like what do you say out of all the treats that you've tried which one did you like more maybe they're not your favorite but more i mean they just taste sweet like every other treat what what, what is there i like frozen butterbeer and hot butterbeer um well they're just and then the butterbeer fudge tastes really good too but you didn't try that. no i didn't try it. um what's your favorite but that's not a real okay how do you feel anyway. like how do you feel like I'll ask you this later whenever you get into the description of like Diagon Alley. Okay. But do you feel like it would be book accurate? Probably. Probably? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is your favorite ride? My favorite ride? Yeah. Hagrid's Motorbike. Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. That's... Because it's not like every other basic ride that you just go super fast and then like, oh, two minutes later, it's done. Do you prefer Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade? Probably Dragon Alley, because that, there's that dragon spinning fire. You like the Green God's Dragon? What are you most excited to read about in the future? Like, based on your knowledge? The sorting hat process. I think it's rigged. You think the sorting hat is rigged? I think the sorting hats, they just tell you whatever it... I don't know, whatever it want. You might not even be... Like, what is the credibility behind sorting hat? It reads your your qualities and your thoughts like a lie detector <laughs> it doesn't so read I'm just your thinking, qualities so i'm just thinking oh yeah i'm feeling a little bit brave today you know what gryffindor 
or ah, I'm a little scared no, right like now. No, like your true qualities. How would Everybody I was scared. How would Every, I know? If it's, it reads your qualities. It's it. magic, Alex. Think about it. It's if, magic. If sorting hat is that good, there shouldn't be any house toss. It shouldn't be. If sorting hat is that good. When so, when, well, you're a hat toss. Because some days you're more Gryffindor, but some days you're more Ravenclaw, but you're still just those two. That's like it. And so, like, that's when it takes your choice into account, too. All right, let me put it into another, let me say another way. In a yes or no question on an exam, yeah, sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no. There's only one of the two that's correct. And whenever a hat toss happens, it's exactly that. Well, we'll Sorting talk hat about, doesn't we'll know how we'll, to answer the question. <laughs> Listen, no. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna bring more research whenever. There's no more research. No, 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 no. I've already done the research. It's a book. But right now, no. I will print out the research for you to read on the podcast. Just. Okay. When we, when we get, don't when know. we get to the Sorting Hat chapter. But that'll be very soon. Um, but yeah, that's us. Still very objective. That's me. That's us. And we are so excited to be doing this podcast. He told me he was reading it and I was like, I am bringing my podcast back because this podcast has been around. I just wasn't, I was doing it by myself and it was quite awkward. But now I have him with me and I'm, I'll be bringing friends on and we have added a YouTube onto it. So soon you'll be able to find us on YouTube and be able to watch the podcast. You could see our little setup and see our facial expressions because according to Alex, I'm very expressive. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited and I cannot wait to see how far this goes, see how your opinions change and see if at won't. the end he will become a Harry Potter fan. Obviously not like me or you if you're listening. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Let us know who you are, your favorite book, your favorite movie, favorite character, if you like, if you've been to the theme parks, what your house is, let, let us know in the, in the comments. Um, if you want, you can send us a voice note on Anchor. It allows us to play your voice notes. So if you want to send us in any fun facts um, or questions you may have for him or I, him as a muggle, um, please let us Everyone's know. And a we'll, muggle. Come on, we'll, we're reading this book. We'll play. We'll, we will play <laughs> we're them. Joking. We will play them on the podcast and answer them. Um, All right. Yeah. Bye, everyone. So you can find us on anywhere you listen to your podcast, and you can send in voice notes on Anchor. I am Tanahala. This is Alex, and we are Potter World. So yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.